0: Alright, we're live from the Magic Million Sales. We're with Queensland's Premier Trainer, trainer Tony Golan. Nine-time Premiership winner and he's well on his way to win a tenth one. Tony, thanks for coming on. How's the week been?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. The um, week's been good. It's been hectic, it's been <laughs> busy. Uh, the bidding's been very strong here at the Yearling Sales, but it's been good. It's always a, a very enjoyable, enjoyable week down here at the Gold Coast.
0: Yep. Well, we'll keep it with the, the here and now. A lot of us punters at home obviously don't really know what fully goes on at the sale. Can you talk us through what your schedule's kind of been like from the, the pre-sales now to the week of the bidding and what each day kind of looks like?
1: Yeah, well, the, these yearlings, um, most of us work with the bus agent. I do, I work with John Foote, who's been doing it for quite a long time. So our process begins back in December. We head down to, to the Hunter and Scone, and we start looking at probably six or 700 yearlings down there. It's the first part of the process. Then we'll come up to Queensland, we'll do the farms around around the southeast of Queensland, then you knock over another you know, good couple of hundred there. So you do a lot of those looks prior to getting here, then you finish the rest of them off when you're here. Once you've decided which ones you want on a second look again, you know that you'll null that, nullify that process down a bit more then. So then you'll do your second looks, then from that you'll have your final list, which you'll go over again, and it'll be like your third look. So you'll look at the yearlings probably three times. Prior to making your decision, if you want to get them vetted, etc., then it goes through a vetting process. The vets look at the X-rays and the pre-scopes. All those things are quite important to know just what you're dealing with with these horses. And then from there, you try and work out which ones you can and can't afford, yeah. which is <laughs> the trickiest bit. <laughs> a bit to yeah.
0: it. Yeah, beautiful. Um, can you chat to us here um, what everyone's role is in the team? Obviously, Sam is the reason we're able to organise this today. We have met John earlier. So if you can just go through what everyone's role in the... In the
1: buying team. So yeah. John's a Blustock agent. He basically he basically is, is the man who's got the eye, really. He's got a great eye. He understands he's been doing this for longer than I've been training. So when I, when I first reached out and wanted to get a Blustock agent, there was only really a couple of names that kept coming up, and John Foot was certainly one of them. He's a the man of good integrity. Um, so it's his job basically to go through all these 1,200 horses, and the vast majority of them, and then, and comprise a list of, of, of what what we think we might want to have in our stable. Now, that's that could be 10, 15, 20 percent of the sale. And then from there, we do a vetting process. So Sam helps him coll- coll- the, collate all the, in the information. So Sam gets all the spreadsheets done up, makes sure John's looked at all the horses, has his routine ready so when we go to a, go to a barn, Sam tells John which ones we have to look at again or not look at again. Once John gives all the information, so Sam's sort of the walking office girl, you might say. <laughs> with getting all the data together, that's that Sam's role. Basically keeping everything ordered and organized and getting that information from John then back to me. We all work off a simple spreadsheet, Google Sheets that Sam gets up, so we all know we're all on the same page. That's sort of the buying team. That's my job to pick which ones we want to buy buy them and then put the owners into the horses.
2: Yeah, and what are some of the purchases you've made this week and what are, what is the, the big things that sort of attract you towards those sorts of horses?
1: Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, all horses we buy or the John, that John likes to buy, certainly are, are very much athletes. A lot of athleticism about them. They move very well. We very rarely see John Foot pick a horse out that hasn't got a good action and move well. Move. That's a, the best guess you can get it at Yearling is How the horse presents at the walk. Mm-hmm. So we want to walk like an athlete. So all ours will be like that. Uh, purchases this week. The bidding's been very strong. We bought a couple of very expensive fillies. We don't mind chipping up for those fillies with our ownership group because we feel that there's always a little bit of residual value with the fillies and yep. even if per se they get injured or something might happen and mightn't get to their top ability, we can still trade out of them in time. So there's always going to be a little bit of a, an out clause with your purchase pressure. price. Yeah, well there's always pressure, but <laughs> there's a little bit of a, an out clause with your, with your purchase price, well yeah, well if you get a cult, he's worth mm. bugger all. So that, that's the trick there, but if, obviously if you get a very good cult and you get a stallion, that's your, your ticket in the lotto, right? You get the big money, so it, both sexes have their residual value to a degree but we don't mind spending a bit on the fillies, we've got a good ownership group that are happy to stump up for those expensive fillies with a view to then going to stud or or sell them and bring them their sale for, for good money. So we bought a nice and seed Excel sell a for 700,000 and a start star back for 750,000 so they're very expensive lots.
2: Yeah and you also bought a couple trapeze uh, sorry, Spirit, for of Spirit of Boom um, fillies and colts. Um, do you look to obviously you train Spirit of Boom, do you have um, a sort of obviously you have a familiarity with the horse do you do you look for that and and try to buy those sorts of horses?
1: Yeah it's a good question it gets put up a lot actually So, I do buy a lot <laughs> yeah. of them right? <laughs> um, I often think sometimes maybe you can cut back a bit <laughs> but they, they do such a good job to be yeah. honest like we can get them in the bracket we want to get them at. love buying the spirit of booms that are out of good families so and good pedigrees um, he does a great job as a stallion he stamps all his stock but obviously, if you can get those better mares to them, you can get a far better racehorse. And mm. I think value for money, I think it's a good value for money stalling as reason in the country. They get to the races, they race well. As a stable, we have an awful lot of success with that breed, so mm. I, I do tend to turn up and keep buying them. I, I feel I have a good knack at training them. Um, I, they seem to really enjoy the, you know, the way that I train horses, so mm. yeah, I do enjoy, I do enjoy buying that breed, which is evident by the
0: results of the sales. <laughs> Obviously, tomorrow we've got the big race day. Skirt the Law goes in the two-year-old Classic. You've got Spiritual and Lataki in the, in the Guineas, and you've also got Hidden Wealth in the Syndicate F Troop in the Open. Um, can you talk us through some of their chances and perhaps who you might be keenest on?
1: Yeah, well, I'll start with the filly, really, Skirt the Law. She, she's been a beauty. I've had a great great prep with her, probably a blessing in disguise drawing wide mm-hmm. last week and not having to run on the really hard track and, and risk the back up into this. She trialled down here at go Gold Coast. Everything's really gone picture perfect to plan with her. The last piece of the puzzle for me was obviously track work Tuesday morning, she was very good, and then the barrier draw Tuesday morning where she comes up with a very low draw, starts from gate 2 now, which I think this year it holds a lot of a lot of credit, that barrier draw. I think they're a very even bunch of two-year-olds, you know, the market's probably reflecting that even at the moment, so I think she's got enough good good speed to, to utilise that barrier, which is important, put herself right there on pace, so I think she's, a really, she's probably as good a chance I take to the races on Saturday, which, which is good for us, because it's in the biggest race. Um, F Troop in the last. I think he's a beauty. He's a typical horse you want to come to these sales and buy, a nice, cutest, good, sound, solid horse that I think is his fourth running in this race day. He ran there as a two-year-old, and he's now running there as a seven-year-old. So he's a typical, he typifies what a, what a great, cutest, magic means horse he is. he's like still racing in a million dollar race at that age. I love the two three-year-olds. Fresh off wins last week, they're backing up. And spiritualised, he's going to come across from that wide draw and take it right up to them. And if he gives himself a chance mid-race like he did last week, he's probably the one that we've got to catch. Yeah,
0: beautiful. Um, what was the Queensland GOAT doing before he got into this great This game? is a listener yeah. question, by the way. This is a listener question.
1: <laughs> this is a listener question. <laughs> <right>. What was <laughs> I doing? Not much. This is better all I've ever done. I, I left school. I was just mucking around playing a bit of footy. Um, obviously it wasn't good enough to continue that as a career, so I had a little bit of time as an electrician, six months, yeah. went to uni for about two seconds, <laughs> and, and basically started training very young. So I started when I was 20, yeah. and I started training, i will doing it now for X amount of years to the age I am now. <laughs> um,
0: we'll get into a fast five to wrap it up, I, I guess you can't answer my first question a little bit there, but obviously you started 20 years old, Toowoomba, what kind of attracted you to horse racing? Was it in the family at all already?
1: Yeah, it was. My dad was a trainer, I've been around horses my whole life, and I don't know, mm-hmm. like as a kid you always wanted, you know, you wanted to follow your father around, right? Like, so it always it always really appealed to me. I love mucking around with horses on weekends, school holidays, all that sort of things. I just, just loved them, it's a great animal. And, I, I love. Then I love the palms I got a bit older. I really enjoyed. It. I enjoy the whole. I enjoy everything. Is about racing. To be perfectly honest, I loved it since I was a kid. and I always wanted to get into it, and Dad was always trying to hold me back a little bit because it's a tough gig, country trainer. Um, but I eventually, pretty stubborn. I take no for an answer. No means maybe. <laughs> so um,
0: I just stuck at it and eventually started training. Beautiful. You won multiple big races, including Group Ones, and also won plenty of Magic marines races. What was your favourite win of all time, and perhaps also the best horse you've trained, if they're not the same?
1: Yeah, I think probably my probably my best win, my, my favourite win was probably crowning in the Ten Thousand. Yeah, probably my. I wouldn't say my. Yeah, probably it's my favourite track, Doom. And I race there so often, I just love it. It's so reliable, but. They're my two best horses, you know, put me on the map. I wouldn't be here talking to you guys in the podcast if (laughs) those two horses, or their mother, for example, I trained prior to them, didn't come along. So, to see them two fighting out a group one, you know, in in the Quinella, that was pretty, pretty amazing. It was early on, relatively early on in my career. It wasn't that early. I'd done plenty of hard yards to get to there. (laughs) Um, It feels like things have accelerated a lot off that, you know, that was 2014. I think things have come a long way in that time.
2: Yeah, you spoke about y- you like to have a bet. Um, what is your, your favourite um, memory of betting in your career? My,
1: my favourite memory of a bet is <laughs> I bought my first house in Toowoomba. Um. <laughs> <laughs> was my dad. My dad trained <laughs> a horse called Mindo's. <laughs> I never forget it. It was like someone else had it before him. It was it, it, He was broken down, injured, and Dad nursed him back, got him going, yada, yada. His retreat horse was working in a stock saddle. Went on for, for ages. And we made the dip switch and Christy Banks was riding him. And I remember we got something... The normal price we got now is $8, $10, something like that. And he just smashed it and wrote the class record and had everything I had on him. <laughs> won enough money to put me in a deposit down in the house. <laughs> so it was a good, it was a good bet. But that's my, It wasn't the one of mine, it was one of my father's. I was there every day working with him. But that's my fondest memory at the time.
0: The dream's still alive for us. Um, I've got a nice and easy one for you. What's the, the best and worst thing about being a horse trainer?
1: Um, oh, the, best, the best is that that we get to compete and we get to win and lose really, I think that's, that's the best. You're not many jobs, you get to get out there and compete and get that thrill of, that adrenaline of, of what racing provides and you get a glimpse of it when you have a bet, that's why you have a bet half the time and or own a horse, that, that sense of um, competitiveness, that sense of winning. And obviously we get to work with these beautiful animals every day and you can get the best out of them. There's, there's not a whole lot I don't love about my yeah. job, to be perfectly honest. I really love being a horse trainer, that negative, these are really early starts. <laughs> you that. do, you do get used to them, to a degree. <laughs> the early starts, yeah. It makes your your life's pretty structured you know, during the week. I'm, I'm just in bed just after my three-year-old, so that tells you what time to go to bed at night.
2: Uh, do you use any uh, ratings or data or, or speed maps to assist you with your training? And if you do, um, who helps you with that?
1: I do it all myself. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, I do. I don't do ratings. I don't really follow the ratings. But when it comes to the Brisbane races or the metro races around here, I tend to feel I have a pretty good handle on who's who, who's who's doing what. I, I do look at a few different speed maps from a few different websites, have a look at them, and don't always agree. Sometimes I do, sometimes like I don't. Just get a bit of an idea where they think the race is going to be. Then I form like my own sort of idea off that. But I do all my own my own form and my own speed maps, and and the riders we use we use regularly so then we'll just talk about how we're going to do things as a plan to give our our best
0: chances mm.
2: beautiful, beautiful.
0: Um, I just want to speak one more in tomorrow night it's always a great night after the races <laughs> it could be very large if you the law wins. <laughs> but who is the jockey and trainer most likely to be best on ground if it's not you <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a very good question very good question if it's not me I'd say the trainer would be Kira Ma <laughs> 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 the, the <right> one <laughs> sure yeah it will be either one of us um, and the jockey Oh, that's a good one. Ryan Maloney, when he has a drink, he is often best <laughs> on the ground. But he's riding Sunday, so I'm not sure. I just said Jimmy Orman's taking the day off, so he might let his hair down. But uh, most of the jockeys are pretty, pretty subdued. But you get a bunch of them all together at the casino tomorrow night. Take that could be a good lead for the punters. <laughs> 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 <He's> Spiritual eyes <laughs> in, in the three-year-old Jimmy Orman's taking the day off. <laughs> yeah, he really loves that horse. He's very fond of him, and I know he's quite keen on him in the guineas.
0: Super. Well, that's all our questions. It's going to be a good night tomorrow. We'll be there partying at the casino. Tony, thanks for your time. Uh, Good luck for the rest of the sales and obviously good luck for the race day tomorrow. Cheers.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on.